G'day and welcome to Coffee with Coaches. This is uh, episode three. We're having a good go at uh, having a coffee and discussing all things strength and conditioning and performance. Uh, my friend Darren Burgess sitting opposite me. I'm Jason Weber. Um, we've told ourselves that we won't go too long today. We're going to keep it nice and short and sharp and see if we can uh, get some takeaways for people. So, Darren, it's over to you. Hey, Jason, good to see you, mate. Having a having a long black here, so uh, trying to get through the afternoon shift here. This um, is arguably the worst coffee I've ever had, so it's just a show. I appreciate the, the dedication. Um, I, I think the big thing uh, that happened overnight here in Australia, and indeed in, you know, on the world stage, is the the World Cup semi final between Australia and England. Um, despite an absolute worldly goal by by Sam Kerr, uh, England were too classy and, and got the job done. The interesting thing, uh, in terms of a, a bit of the narrative around it. Uh, during the game and then afterwards has been the fact that Australia were on the verge of not qualifying, so made very, very few changes um, uh, to their team throughout the tournament, whereas England, because they qualified so emphatically with that 6-1 oh, win yeah. over Ghana, um, they were able to rotate their team a little bit. Um and that certainly the commentary at the time was that that made England appear a bit fresher. And um, so it's an interesting dynamic because there's no doubt when you play week to week sports, such as, you know, AFL, NFL, you know, rugby, or yep. um, that continuity has been shown to uh, contribute to successful performance. But that's when you have six, seven, eight days in between games. But having three and four days in between games, such as a, a Women's World Cup, or EPL, um, mate, which is your stories. background. EPL's that? EPL, NBA, that, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. NBA is a bit easier to manage minutes than it is in in um, soccer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one. What's your take on that, on that fatigue versus continuity? Oh, well, I mean, mate, absolutely. I, I think I've worked with enough coaches who have um, – I agree with – we need to touch the football. We need to keep going. We need to do – Good drills. I'm very much of a mindset that in season, within limits, there should be some conditioning and things, speed work, but most of your work should be done in football drills. So the the time, the distance, the, whatever you quantify, the, the amount that we have available to that week should be given as much as we can to that team. Now, when you start to rest teams and players and they don't play, um, I think that there is an impact, but you have to remember week to week, everyone playing, you know, 80, 90 minutes every week, Saturday to Saturday, pretty straightforward. But you're talking about World Cup. Australia went, whatever it was, 120 minutes with, all, with very few rotations in that, you know, four, four, five day, four days ago. I think that's a different kettle of fish. And I think it's the same thing when anything goes over time and there's suddenly an excessive number of, you know, minutes, reps, kilometres, whatever, it's going to have an impact. And I don't, you know, if I if I hark back to the Rugby World Cup 2003, Australia, the Wallabies were should never have made any great inroads, but massive semi-final in the heat against the All Blacks and won. And then a couple of days later backed up to play England and just just weren't good enough and fatigued and but went out to 110 minutes. Did that semi-final impact? Hard to say, but you have to think it probably did. 
Yeah, I think I think it's um it's it's really relevant, um, particularly when a lot of the stats around those, like you said, those weekend games, um, a, a lot of AI talk about uh, getting to know and relationships with players and knowing where players are. So that's really important, as in um, the dynamics of of team play, um, but certainly in a in a World Cup scenario, having the depth of squad. Yeah. appears to be with with if we're doing a direct comparison between Australia and England appears to be an advantage and I guess that uh, to to the team that that rotated a lot which was which was England I guess that leads me to um what's happening in the AFL at the moment where there's a couple of teams or mainly one really that's sort of guaranteed first or second in Collingwood and there's a lot of narrative in the last two days about uh them rotating some players for their last two games and I think if Maybe if Brisbane win on the weekend, that guarantees them top two. I think I'm not too sure. I've never done a ladder predictor in my life. I'm not about to start now. But yeah. that's what uh, that's what the narrative has been around Collingwood resting players. Keep in mind for those uh, who are listening for, to this overseas, there's actually a week off in between the end of the season and the playoffs or the finals. Um, yeah. So you're already having that week off. So to rest players now... Um, when they're going to get a rest in two weeks' time leading into finals. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, uh, it's an interesting one. I certainly wouldn't do it. My, In my opinion, yeah. is the body into that rhythm of exposure. So, so, excuse me, so even on that weekend off, if the Crows are lucky enough to make the finals, uh, we'll still be training really heavily. Yeah. Um, 2021, when the Ds won it, we played one game, in two games in 28 days, and a lot of people yeah. said, you, you know, you're going to, uh, our opposition, Western Bulldogs, didn't do that. They played every week uh, and we were going to suffer because of it and and we obviously got the chocolates in the end. What's your take on resting players um, Mate, leading into finals? Well, um, there's two two narratives there, I think. One is um, that the, 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 the rule about the bye came about with the AFL prior to the finals because of the club where I was at, Fremantle, some years ago. We, again, we were so far in front, we rested players. And the AFL said, that's not happening. Now we have a bye. But that now disadvantages. So the Western Bulldogs, a couple of years ago, who won a grand final, came from like sixth or seventh spot because they had that week off and recovered some players. So clearly that worked. If you're in dire straits and you need a week off to recover your bodies, that's fine. But in a healthy team, you would think the continuity of play would be more appropriate and more desired. That being said, um, Without question, we know um, there's the gap in the NFL between the last couple of finals and the Super Bowl, you know, and they go really well. And if you, you, you know, you talk to anyone in the NFL, they'll say that that week's critically important to get physically ready. Um, they still practice hard. You know, I've, I've not known too many NFL teams uh, to go out and train easy. I think they they tend to go at it. Um I think that the team continuity piece is critical. I think any coach would tell you that. I couldn't agree more. Um, the one thing that's interesting, and I'll just throw this out there just as a thought balloon. I don't know anything about what's going on at Collingwood, but in the last couple of weeks, they've got a bunch of injuries, right? They've got, they had a straight line, one of their key defenders, straight line running straight through the middle of the field, hamstring, running probably... 75, maybe 85%, somewhere in that market. He wasn't certainly balls out, but he was quick. You know, he's got a history of hamstring. That's It's not a bad one from all reports. 
but they've had a couple of other injuries and you kind of wonder all year they've been healthy and are they just getting a bit twitchy at the end where they go, well, you know, let's play the probability thing. We won't, if we don't play them, they can't get injured and we'll just take our, yeah, take that, that our would be um, chances. That would be the NFL preseason model where most of their starters yeah. don't march at all because they yeah, don't yeah. want to be injury. We said There's we could risk. The, the last thing uh, for me would be uh, there's also a bit of, been a bit of talk in the media even as late as this morning and we're talking on Thursday prior to uh, the weekend's game about uh, teams increasing their load sort of four, three or four weeks out of yeah. finals um, and whether teams have done it and there's all this myth around it. Um, uh, re- 30 seconds from me, why would you do that and risk injury? Yeah. I just don't understand it. Um, I don't understand people trying to get a uh, when every Olympic sport, every Tour de France tapers going into the biggest moment of the year. Why would yeah. you actually increase the loads? So uh, it's not and, for me, mate. I'll throw my two bobs worth in there. It's not just that time frame. So you've got the whole year. You've been trying. Let's just say within reason. Yeah, you know, you're ebbing and flowing, but you're, you're hitting at this level. And then the last couple of weeks, you pick it up. They're already overloaded, and you've thrown mm-hmm. more into them. I've got four years of data that can guarantee show you how injury rates spiked in the last couple of weeks because of exactly that. So I yeah. fundamentally disagree. I think you've got to you've got to be looking at the fact they've been going however many weeks super hard. Let's be honest, no one's recovering week to week. You know, you're getting bashed, you're getting corks, you're getting this that. So it's about can you be lucky and not get beaten up too much. And you've said that to me plenty of times, mate. It takes luck sometimes. Absolutely. It does. But you've got to, for that that moment where you start to up the ante, when they're already, most teams are going full clip. Most teams are on the edge all the time. Mm. And you go over, and particularly when it becomes emotional and the coach goes, because I want to, I feel like we've got to do it. I think that I think that's where... Let's just use the term sports scientists. As as sports scientists, we should be able to say, look, man, really? Like, we're just overloading. And when that overload goes for a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden it's bang, 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 and people start going, who's created all these injuries? Well, you're lifting weights too much. You don't, no, no, we've deloaded all that because you guys are going overboard. So, yeah, yeah I disagree, mate. That's my two bobs worth. No, nice, mate. Yeah, I, I don't see a need for it. I reckon next week we'll have a chat about some of the mental fatigue associated with coming into finals as well and, and how you can try and quantify that. But uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Great stuff. Thank you, mate. Always a pleasure. I'll make sure I have a proper coffee for next week because that was terrible. Um, and I will need one for later in the day. So thanks, buddy. We'll speak thanks. again very soon. No worries. See you, mate.